Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. Jordan and Gretchen here with you today to talk about the impending end of the year. How do you handle that with your fitness? How do you handle that with your nutrition? How do you not totally go insane with all of these holiday functions, wrapping up year-end tasks at work, and kind of get yourself ready for the new year? Yeah, I cannot believe that it's coming to the end of 2021. I feel like this year flew by. I, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's hard to believe. I felt like I just looked and it was September and I was like, how do we get to September? Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at December. I mean, even speaking from a business standpoint, it's like, oh, it's time to get my new year stuff ready to roll. Cause this is about to be a big time of year. I know. Oh, I know. I did the same. Um, I was like, oh, time to get taxes ready. Time to get all of our like end of the year paperwork done and all this stuff. And then we're going to have to switch over to the new year. And then every single January, sometimes February, when I have to write things down, for work or type things in, it's always the year that I mess up for it's obnoxious. I surprisingly, and I'm going to knock on wood here because it does. I mean, I'm going to jinx it now that I say it. I don't have too many issues with writing the year where I have problems is I usually write, like I plan out workouts ahead of time. So I date them for the date that they're supposed to post. They're supposed to go out. I always write the wrong date. So if I'm, it's the eighth today. So that makes next Wednesday, the 15th. So I would have posted something today that said the 15th. So all day today, I'm writing the 15th on things. Mm, sure. Yeah. It's uh, got me in some trouble sometimes scheduled meetings for the wrong day, but you know. Um, another thing that trips me up is our meet is in February of 2022, right? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's next year. Like we're not even in 2022 yet. Right. And then what was it? Monday we were going over or last Monday we were going over kind of like the training schedule for up until our meet. And we were down to one, either doing one long block or one normal block and then a short block. And so now in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we only have two blocks left. I know. And that like, now I think of my life as blocks, training blocks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not that long. I know. I'm like, red alert, red alert, red alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what we wanted to go through today is just some different, I would call them stressors for the end of the year. Yeah. Big things that kind of play on our plate. And the first one being just the holidays in general. Yeah. You kick things off. I always look at it. You kick things off with Halloween. It's like your like precursor. Hey, mm-hmm. like, your kids start celebrating a holiday and you unfortunately nibble on some goody treats that end up either at your door or in your kids' bags. And then we go to Thanksgiving, which is like, hey, again, this is a big eater's day. So we're going to start eating. And then after that, it's kind of like a free-for-all because you have different holidays with different families. You celebrate different things. You have work functions, you have friend functions. So 
before when we just thought it was Friendsgiving was your only bonus day to celebrate. Now you have like, for example, for myself, it's like, oh, I have Christmas with cousins this weekend. And then we'll do Christmas with our smaller family. And then we'll do Christmas with my family. And then we'll do Christmas with Brian's family. I've had enough. Yeah. Um, I think of Thanksgiving and Christmas as like, it's never just that one day anymore. Um, you have, especially when you're married or you have like a significant other, you always go to each other's families and it seems like they'll pick the weekend before or the weekend after. So everybody can get together. And then Christmas, like you said, there's so many. And I mean, I think I have like three or four Christmases this year and I'm super grateful that I get to see everybody, especially after last year. But you're right. I feel like every single weekend, like my husband, he's always like, okay, so what are we doing this weekend? And we have something planned from Thanksgiving to the new year, basically every weekend. Yeah. So I think big thing that I recommend to a lot of people when it comes to holidays, this time of year is you got to map it all out first. Like lay it all out. If you have a significant other, a spouse, a family, you got to put everything out on a calendar and kind of look at this as a group here Mm -hmm. and really look at the things that you have to attend and the things that you feel obligated to attend. And there, there's a difference. There is, there are things I was invited to a Friendsgiving that I felt obligated to go to, but at the end of the day, I decided not to go because I just didn't have the time. It would have really stretched me thin. It would have really thrown off the rest of my week. So it was one of those things where, unfortunately, I just am not going to be able to make it. You guys, I apologize, but we have to look at those things and separate them as have to, I have to be with my family and my in-laws for Christmas Eve, for Christmas day. I know that. Do I have to do these things with friends? Um, Do I have to do these work parties. And even, I I mean, like have to in the fullest extent where I am with my family all day on Christmas Eve, we are with Brian's family all day on Christmas day. For some of these others, if you're feeling that, that pressure to be at all of them, to be, to be there, you don't have to be there for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Give yourself that cutoff time where it's, I gotta be out of here by maybe it's an, it's an afternoon, evening gathering. And it's like, I need to be out of here by seven so that I can get home, wind down, get to bed at a reasonable hour. So it doesn't totally sabotage the rest of my weekend, the rest of my week. Right. It's, you don't have to do everything. Be picky with what you're choosing to attend. Yeah. And it's kind of like also the same thing that we said with Thanksgiving. If you, if you're that type of person and I am this type of person, I feel really bad, um, not going to some kind of event. I do too. Um, and so for me, I'm very cautious about like, I'll go a lot of times I will eat something ahead of time. Cause that's when it, I mean, every gathering for most families and friends is centered around eating. Like people are bringing things, people are drinking. Um, so if you're going to, I mean, I can't eat everything and drink every weekend for the next five, six weeks, um, that would completely throw me off, especially with our meat coming up. So I am very cautious about eating beforehand, 
making sure I have stuff to come home to, to eat, not saying that I'm not going to eat at all while I'm there, but I'm not going to go starving. So I'm shoving everything in my face. Cause usually like with our family, everything happens at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So like dinner is one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So you get to eat a good breakfast. You and I were just discussing this on Monday because we had to switch up our training schedule. We eat lunch, both of us at 1130 basically. Right. Yes. So if I eat my breakfast at my normal time and I have to wait until one o'clock to eat lunch, it's I'm miserable. Be, it's miserable. Um, I'm going to be super hungry and I'm going to not care about what I eat. So I make sure that I still eat my lunch. And then when I go there, I can like nibble on something here and there. And I'm cautious about that, but then you still get to attend and have fun without completely wrecking everything. Right. I, it's really been choosy and picky on what, what it is you want to enjoy when you want to enjoy it, because this time of year is stressful for many reasons. It's financially, it's stressful family, it's stressful work. It's stressful. There's a lot of things that you're trying to juggle all at once Mm -hmm. on top of you're already trying to take care of your health and fitness, because that's why you probably started listening to this podcast or because we have such a gorgeous cover photo of the both of us. And that just really sucked you in regardless, really stressful time of year. So if you are spreading yourself so thin that you can barely catch your breath and you're indulging in all of this low quality food that's really going to make you feel icky. This time of year is going to be even harder. Yeah. It's hard enough if you load yourself up with all the right vitamins, nutrients, but if you're not giving yourself what your body needs, it's no brainer. By the end of the year, you're going to be so wiped out that getting back on track to start the new year is going to be darn near impossible. Absolutely. Um, I think another thing you and I don't necessarily have to deal with this. Um, but kids being back to school and their schedules are so messed up. So for parents, I mean, your kids go back to school in September, right? Sometimes the end of or August, but towards that time of the year. And then you have, I remember when I was in school, you had the bulk of your breaks were the first three or four months of school. You yeah. have, you know, teacher conferences or whatever they use. So you get off for Halloween. They have Thanksgiving break. You have Christmas break. And sometimes that's like a week and a half to two weeks long. And so your schedule with them is just all over the place because you can't settle into a routine. And that makes it really hard for some parents to really start the year off. Right. Right. And I, I mean, this, the, like the Christmas new year type of break is really one of the longest, that's the longest break that people have really anywhere from a, a 10 day to 14 day span. And it's hard on parents. And one of the biggest things I see with my clients is workouts fall off, nutrition falls off, stress levels skyrocket because they're all of a sudden thrown out of their routine. Right now, this is not the end all be all solution to this, but you have to remember you are the parent and they're the child. You have to still keep your routine to some degree. Mm -hmm. There's, there is a point where it's okay. I'm going to take some time off and enjoy this time with my kids, with my family, but then actually plan activities where you guys are together and you're doing those things. It's not just, I'm going to take this time off for family. And then your kids are watching Netflix. They're watching Hulu. They're sitting with their game systems, playing things, and you're off doing whatever household chores or projects. If you're going to take that time off, 
and be out of your routine, create some type of activity or structure so that you have something. Because if you leave your mind to wander and you just leave yourself stuck in this chaos, chaos really leads to complexity and that leads to failure. Yeah. And I think about, I mean, I know when I was a kid and we had these long breaks, it was um, a free-for-all for food in the house, right? My parents knew that we were going to be home all day. They knew that we weren't going to be eating lunch at school. So then we'd have to have extra food. And it was, even if they still went to work, that meant frozen pizzas, like frozen foods that we could just make easy foods that, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to feed your kids, but for you, if you're going to go grocery shopping, thinking about that, then you need to think about, it would be so easy for you to then go for that frozen pizza. So to plan ahead of time to meal prep ahead of time. So if you are hungry, if you are running late, if you're out of, you're already out of schedule, so you're already out of whack to just grab that food that's already pre-made that, you know, is good for you and healthy for you. So you're not going to your kids, chicken nuggets or pizza rolls or whatever it is. Yeah. I typically, one of my favorite things to recommend to clients is for this holiday break specifically is take the time to schedule out meals, like plan them out, use that as an activity. Hey, what do you want for lunch tomorrow? What do you want for lunch on Tuesday? Help them. It's a great teaching tool. One, it teaches them how to look at food in different ways because at lunch, the way the school systems are set up now, you have to have a protein, you have to have a veggie, you have to have a fruit. So do something similar with them. Okay, kids, what's going to be our protein? Okay, what's going to be our veggie? Okay, what's going to be our fruit? Set that ahead of time. So then you go to the grocery store, you get all those foods, you have everything ready to go. And you make that decision of, am I going to be a part of this? Or do I need to tweak this, adjust it a little bit so that I can stay on track with whatever my plan is? Yeah. Um, The next one was, getting a new routine down. We kind of covered this, you know, kind of set a routine for that break if you are going on a break. But I also think about this into the new year. Like you and I do a lot of reflecting on our days and on our weeks, but this is a really great time to reflect back on your year and think about what were some things that were stressors because of your routine? What were some things that worked well? And kind of map out how you would like your week. I mean, for the most part, people have the same week. Yeah. Right. You go to work at the same time. You do these things at the same time. I know things come in and change it up a little bit, but kind of set out what your perfect ideal week would look like. So you kind of have a roadmap for success. Right. I just had one of my, my business mentors ask me, you know, what does your ideal schedule look like? So I go through and I kind of structure it out and, you know, then together we, we, look at how can we start to work to make this happen? And I thought of it, I'm like, that's exactly what more people need to do. I mean, ultimately, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of your average American, I mean, I'm not average in that my, (laughs) my, my mornings are four to 10 AM and then evenings are three to 7 PM. Like that's a very split schedule. That's unique. But most, most people, let's say average eight to five, right? So you got eight to five blocked off for work. Um, When are you blocking off time for your fitness? When are you blocking off time for making food or packing food or preparing for your next day? 
when are you, when are you blocking time for family, for your significant other, for yourself? All of these things need to be blocked in and included in your schedule, but you can't fill that in unless you start to look at what is it that you actually want in a day? What is that you actually want in a schedule? So I, I totally agree with you. You have to map out first. What is your ideal schedule? What does my schedule look like now? And then start to bridge that gap to bring yourself to that ideal schedule. Yeah. And I, I suggest if you have a partner talking with them about it, cause then they can help you with it and then they know what to expect, um, figure out what works for them as well. I mean, I learned, you know, a couple months ago that my Sunday meal prep was not working for a guy. Um, Sunday is usually the like day that we have together and, you know, the hour and a half to two hours that I was taking away from that to meal prep, um, it, you know, in the long run, it wasn't a big deal, but he didn't really like that. So we changed it up. Now I meal prep on Tuesdays and Fridays. So it's not done on our day. That day is completely ours. We don't have to worry about being home at a certain time for me to meal prep. Um, so now going into the new year, I know that my meal prep plan is changing. And I, you know, we talk about what our weeks and weekends are going to look like. So we have time for each other. So we have time for the things that we need to get done. You know, I don't work out Saturday or Sunday, like at the gym, because those are our time, but we, we figure it out. We work together. Yeah. We, I mean, we have to have those schedule conversations because we do run a business together. Right. Same as you guys. I will say one of us communicates that schedule a little bit more than the other. Oh, I wonder who that is. Um, (laughs) Someone's schedule is routinely updated in our shared calendar. I'm pretty sure you and I discuss our joint schedules better than we discuss our schedules with our spouses. Yes. So, but I do know that once, as soon as I made this ideal schedule, I then brought it back to Brian and said, you know, here's, here's what we want. He is very clear on how many hours I want to spend in front of people coaching. He knows how many hours I want to spend working in total in the week. And he's, as soon as that's communicated to him, he is on board and helping get there. Right. If I think this goes for a lot of men, you know, my, my gross generalization here, if you don't tell them directly, they do not know. Oh yeah. So you need to tell them directly. Brian one time told me, and he said he learned this from his dad. If you want me to listen, you have to tell me. Okay. We were just having a conversation at that point. So I don't know why he didn't think he all of a sudden could tune out and not listen to me any longer. It was like, just like this, like conversational here and stop listening. Thanks. Thanks. I, I didn't really, I do know that I talked to myself at times, but I didn't think it was that big of an issue to the point of not needing you to listen. But like the reminder, Hey, this part, this is important. So put your yes. listening ears on. <laughs> yes. Hi, hi. Listen up. That's usually what I say. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so during the holidays, people's workouts tend to fall off. Yeah. Right. You're busy and you're like, ah, I'm just going to skip this day. Ah, I'm going to do this. And I 
hundred percent can sympathize this week. I have stuff going on tomorrow and it's taking up my entire day. Tomorrow is Thursdays are usually a day that I get my third workout in of the week. Um, I knew ahead of time that that probably wasn't going to happen. So I supplemented, I just told Jordan before we started this, I did most of my accessories yesterday so I could get it in. And then if I have a 45 minute window, I can quickly go to the gym and get the rest of it done. Otherwise I can get it done kind of somewhere else in a shorter span of time, but you have to kind of accommodate for that stuff. Yeah. You know, there are so many people this time of year who just say, ah, forget it. I'll just wait till the new year starts. And the thing with that is there's so many flawed things on that. It's like Uh when your car breaks down, you don't just wait till the new year to fix it. Right. When your power goes out, you don't just wait till the new year to fix it. Like the reason I'm using your car and your electricity is because your body kind of is your car through life. It carries you through life. You, your, you, and what you do, what you put into it, how you energize it. It's like your electricity. If it breaks, you need to do something about it. You don't put those things off the way that you do with your fitness. And it's not to say that you need to get every single workout in because it is a busier time of year. Mm -hmm. However, I'm setting all of my clients up with backup plans. Okay. If you can't get to the gym, you are three times this week. If you can't get these three workouts in, here's what I want you to do instead. Here are some backup options that you can do at home. You can do in the midst of your busy day. Just spoke with somebody last night. Hey, here are these things that I want you to do. It doesn't even matter. You don't even have to change out of your work clothes. They're, they're so doable in your work clothes. You're not going to get all sweaty. You're not going to rip anything. Nothing's going to pop out if you're wearing a skirt or, you know, a low cut shirt or something like that. Hopefully you're not in the workplace. That'd be kind of gay. But you have to set yourself up with some options. It might be a walk. It might be standing up every hour. It might look different, but planting your butt in your work chair, planting your butt in the car on the drive home, and then plopping down onto the couch, sitting with your bag of Doritos, shoving your face at the end of the night. Isn't that's not keeping your, your car going. It's not keeping the electricity running. I need to do the things that keep those powered. It's so easy to, and I think some people are like, I like that you say, you know, continue to do something, even if it's a little different doing those walks, doing something else, standing once an hour, those things are so easy to do, but it's also extremely easy to say, well, I can't make it to the gym today. I'm just going to take this as a rest day and then do absolutely nothing, but sit in your chair at work and then go home and sit on the couch, eat dinner, watch TV. And you're like, Oh, I it's because I couldn't get to the gym. So I can't do anything. I mean, the amount of times that I would love to do that are so many, but I also know that the more you do that, the harder it is to start back up again. So if you take this month off, January is going to be so much harder to start. Yeah. You know, like common understanding is that it takes 21 days to build a habit. I think that actually scientifically was proven to be more around 68 days, you know, not here nor there. Right. But breaking that habit sure goes a lot faster. You could completely throw your routine of working out three times a week in a month span. You could easily do that. 
which just makes the start of the new year where you, you find yourself with a lot of resistance already. There are a lot more people at the gym because you have the resolutioners who are ready to get started again. Mm-hmm. You have changes in work and in, in family and in everything else that kind of comes with a change in a new year that discourage you from resuming that routine. So keep some semblance of it, of like, I moved my body for three times this week. I set yourself a goal every single week. Take a look at your schedule. When you sit down and look at your schedule for the week. Okay. This is what I see. I have going on this week. Cool. I'm going to be able to get my three workouts in, or you look at your schedule and say, oof, this is going to be a really tough week. I might be able to get to the gym twice if I'm lucky, but I still have these two other options where I can move my body for 30 minutes the end of the night while I'm hanging out with the kids or while I'm watching Netflix, I can, I can roll out. I can stretch. I can do some core work. I can do some body weight exercises and plenty of opportunities to move, to supplement what I, what I'm typically doing in the gym. Yeah. And then to kind of, it goes hand in hand with working out. And we talked about this a little bit, but still finding time to eat correctly, right? Eat the way that fuels your body. I know it's so hard during the holidays, especially from Thanksgiving to Christmas. There's so many different eating events. People are, I mean, I do a huge Christmas bake. Um, I'm not doing it this year because I know that I would not be able to handle that many uh, cookies and treats in my house. Um, And I won't be able to eat them anyways, because we're prepping for a meet. So um, how bummed is guy? I'm pretty bummed. <laughs> um, He's going to lose 30 pounds. Uh, so my brother and his new wife, we went to their house last weekend and she did a huge cookie bake with her dad's side of the family. Oh yes. She came home with a, like a huge thing of, I mean, there must've been 300 cookies in this thing. Um, guy helped deload some of those cookies <laughs> because he knew that I wasn't doing my bake this year, but I think about, I, even though I'm not doing that, I love Christmas, like cookies and goodies. And my dad always makes this one Christmas treat every single year. And it's my favorite thing in the whole entire world. Um, I'm not going to give that up, but I'm going to sacrifice some other things. I'm going to make sure that everything else is on track if I want to eat those. Here's the thing is you love that Christmas treat that your dad makes. Yeah. You don't get it any other time of year. Correct. So you should eat it. Correct. However, you should not eat it December 1st through December 31st. And that is exactly why I'm not making it this year. Cause I would. And it's, we all have those things that we enjoy. I mean, my mom makes this, like, I think it's for my grandma. It used to be these marshmallows. It's like marshmallows chocolate and peanut butter all together. It's like, yeah, it's dangerous, but it's so good. Um, and I love those, like, but I know I don't take any home with me because that's a recipe for disaster. Right. But the thing is, is you enjoy it more like, because you are taking care of yourself and, and eating correctly, fueling your body for everyday life, between now and when you eat your dad's Christmas treats, you're going to enjoy it more. Oh yeah. You're not going to wake up and feel it. You're, you're not going to feel pressure to not eat it. 
you're going to feel totally open and have that permission with yourself to enjoy that. And you're Mm -hmm. not going to wake up the next morning with this feeling in your gut of self-loathing, hatred, and just discomfort because, oh, I just did it again. Yep. If you eat really clean, I, we have our clients in an internal challenge right now. And this challenge wraps up the week right before Christmas. And I'm working on laying this out for them in that you need to stay on track with this through December 23rd. And then December 24th through January 1st, do do I care what you do? Am I still going to set them up with some guidelines? hundred percent, but you're going to enjoy that more. Is it going to be more tempting? It gets closer and closer, more real and real. Yes, but you are more able to resist those things. And and if you've been in that habit and you're going to better be able to enjoy them when you do get to indulge. Yeah. And I know like in years past when, I wasn't like the weight that I wanted to be or whatever it was. I would still eat those Christmas treats. And even as I'm eating it, I feel bad for eating it because I know that I shouldn't be eating this much. It's not good for me, but I can't stop because it's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. You're having a conversation. Yeah. And I absolutely hate that feeling. So doing this, I'm going to enjoy every single bite and I'm not going to be mad at myself for doing it. And honestly, the scale is not going to change that much. If it does, it's going to taste better than it probably has in a long time. So much better. And it, it, it's just, we don't need to go all in on it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, how terrible is it to be sitting there eating something the whole time telling yourself, I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. It's awful. But like, I'm guilty of the same thing. I've done that. Yeah. Not even in the holidays. But you just get sucked into this of, I got sucked into every other holiday function and now I'm here and it's the thing I actually like, I actually want to enjoy. And you're like, oh, but mm-hmm. I feel like crap because I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to. Like, man, let's make that treat taste real good. Have a great 23 days, lay off it a little bit and then hop back on. Yeah. Here's a prime example. I'm getting invited. So my brother and his new wife. We're getting invited to her side of the family's Christmas because they're hosting at their house. Her side of the family has a tradition where they do like a bake-off or a cook-off of some sort. Everybody brings the same thing and they decide whose is better, right? Mm -hmm. So this year they're doing macaroni, macaroni and cheese. That's what you got to make. Everybody has to make enough macaroni and cheese for everybody to taste it. And then you judge it. And because we are invited, we have to make macaroni and cheese. I am participating because I love baking and cooking. Guy is doing the judging. I don't particularly like, do I like macaroni and cheese? It's not bad, but it's not, I don't crave it. I can't tell you the last time I ate macaroni and cheese. So for me, that's not worth, and I don't know how many people are doing this. So I imagine it's going to be a lot of pasta and melted cheese. And that just does not sit well in my stomach. It like, see like this type of mac and cheese would be what I would enjoy. You give me a box of that craft macaroni and crap. No. Um, I can't say what I'm making and how I'm doing it because I don't want anybody who is participating in this to listen to it ahead of time, but we're going to win. Like I'm a hundred percent confident. So like, 
Are you going to remake this when we're done with the meat? I, if you want me to, yeah. Maybe for my fat butt. <laughs> should, I, should I make it the night before? And then instead of going out, we can just go to my house and eat a crap ton of pasta. I am really excited to think about what to eat post meat. I know we get to start planning. But I really like, I really don't know what I want. I know what I want. Are you going to tell me or do you yeah. want to wait to debut it? I'm not on this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do an episode of all the things we're excited about. Yeah. Post me. Okay. 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 Back on track. The last thing, and I think is, well, it's not the last thing, but I think the most important thing is to still enjoy your holiday. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you said. I think that this is, this is probably the most important. I mean, I look at it from the sense of a lot of us didn't get to see friends or family the way that we wanted to last year. Yeah. It might be the first time that you're seeing family members in quite some time. Mm -hmm. So enjoy it. You know, let's say you do have one side, you know, you have to go to two family Christmases or two family holiday events, two days out of the year, not going to ruin it. If you do four, not going to ruin it. Right. It, it's again, one pound, 3,500 calories over your maintenance level calories. So that's like getting upwards towards like five, 6,000, 7,000 calories for some people. So when you step on the scale the next morning, and when you see that you're two, three, maybe four pounds heavier, it's not real. No, nope. you did not actually eat 28,000 calories. I hope not. <laughs> I, I mean, if you did, like, please, please let me know. Yeah. What did you eat? Give me a rundown. I would like to enter you into the hot dog eating contest to take down Joy <laughs> Chestnut. I would really like to know, but it's not, it's not real. It's not real weight that you put on. And it's way more fun to spend the time with the people you care about. Spend time with the people you want to share your holidays with that you want to give that time to. And to sit there and be stressing and having those internal conversations of I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. I got to move. I got to burn more calories, burn more calories, burn more calories. Just sit there, be present and enjoy the company you're with. Yeah. And I, I would, I know you said when you step on the scale the next day, I would challenge you and suggest don't step on the scale the next day. If yes, you are yes. somebody that I pro like pretty much guarantee you, if you, enjoy the holiday, your one, two, three, four holidays, there's going to be some waking, right? Yeah. Um, if you are somebody that sees that waking and still freaks out about it, don't step on the scale, wait the week, eat how you're supposed to that week. It's going to be fine. The number is going to go down. Um, and it's, it's very difficult to, because I've done it where you enjoy the day and then the next morning you step on the scale and you're up three, four pounds. And then it kind of wrecks the experience that you just had. So just don't step, step on the scale because we can tell you till we're blue in the face that that number is not real. And it's, if you have that psychological issue with the number on the scale, then just don't, don't see it. Yeah. And you're also going to then get in tune with how your body actually feels. You're going to recognize like, Ooh, I don't really feel too good today. I feel like I overdid it. I mean, alcohol isn't the only thing that gives your body hangovers. Right. Oh, so for sure. Get in touch with that. And, and 
realize that before you step into the next holiday, because if you step on the scale, it can ruin the following celebrations that you have coming. It makes you that Debbie Downer, that old Christmas Scrooge, because you're feeling regretful about what happened on the holiday. Yeah. So enjoy your holiday. Make time for yourself. Make time to prep food. Enjoy the time that you have with your kids if you have kiddos at home. If you don't have kiddos at home and you have puppies at home, enjoy the time that you have with your puppies. I know I'm going to. Me too. And don't get down on yourself. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.